Welcome to Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP, helping you to operate profitably and adapt continuously. Host and moderator Bonnie D. Graham talks with the experts about how game-changing technologies can help you achieve financial excellence for your company. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Financial Excellence with Game Changers presented by SAP. This is a very special edition. Today, I'm speaking one-on-one with Praz Chatterjee, Senior Director of Product Marketing for Planning and Analysis at SAP. He focuses on SAP Analytics Cloud and SAP Business Planning and Consolidation. Welcome, Praz. How are you today? Not too bad. How are you? I'm very well. Nice to see you. We're here on Zoom. It's lovely we to are, yeah. see your smiling face. For those of you who say, gee, his name sounds very familiar. Pras has been on many panels. Uh, this series has been on the air with me for nine years. They're our longest running Game Changers radio series. Pras has not only been on the panels with me many, many times over the years, but he has been behind the scenes putting together invitations to thought leaders for these panels and coming up with wonderful topics and abstracts. So, Pras, I'm, I'm delighted to have you here. Pras, you want to tell everybody a little bit about what you do besides this very long title I just used to introduce you? As you mentioned, I've been at SAP for almost uh, 14 years now, working in the planning and analysis space. Uh, Beyond that, um, I'm an avid runner and I'm using this current crisis when the gyms are closed to take advantage of all the trails in my native Toronto, Ontario, and just getting some great fresh air out there. Good to know. Very good. I didn't know you were a runner. Well, that's news. That's new news. And now that you're not on a panel, we have more time to talk. So, Pras, I want to set the stage for what we're going to talk about today. This is an interview. We don't usually do interviews, but I'm going to set the stage with some background on what's going on, and then I'll ask you a couple of questions. And I know listeners will be very eager to hear your words of wisdom. So let me set this up for you, Pras. With all the changes in today's economic climate, the finance function, and specifically FP&A, has a unique opportunity to elevate its stats. And let me add to that. We know there's a lot of negativity out there. The current pessimism is also an opportunity to exhibit some optimism. We like that if the right FP&A team operates the right way with the right tools. Aha. So in summary, it may not be business as usual for a while, and we're hoping that while will be very shortly over, but that doesn't mean FP&A can't provide some unusual but tested tactics, and that's the key, tested tactics, to help make things go a lot better. So, Pras, tell me something. What are the challenges for the FP&A in the face of this current climate of uncertainty? Pras? Uh, thanks, Bonnie. So a lot of it comes down to, as you said, it's no longer business as usual. Um, in the past, oftentimes FP&A departments, and really all of us who budget and forecast, we budgeted on a certain mm-hmm. schedule. Uh, every month we might do a forecast. Every year we might do a budget. Um, through the course of the year, we might update the budget a few times. And it was very scheduled. But with this current crisis, which is effectively a hurricane that came out of us, and if you think about a hurricane, it comes at you from all different ends and ways, and it's hard to really um, deal with the hurricane. I mean, the reality behind this is that, um, you know, a hurricane needs a a human element to deal with it because there's all these emotions involved, but you also need the right tools. I mean, safe to say you can't just deal with an umbrella. You need a lot more than an umbrella, and you need quick decision-making. Going back to what I said before, it's no longer planning on a scheduled basis. Um, Companies were confronted, especially FP&A departments, were confronted with various scenarios. 
I mean, you had your C-level executives coming to the FP&A department telling me, what next? What do we deal with now? How do we move forward? And it involved planning around so many different scenarios. I mean, um, with the crisis, not just from a health standpoint, but from a um, financial standpoint, organized, uh, companies were dealt with, especially planning departments, do we just exhaust all our credit lines right away? And once we exhaust all those credit lines, what do we do with those credit lines? Unfortunately, do we furlough our employees? Do we take advantage of government assistance? Uh, what about our plants that are open? If we're producing things, do we keep them open in the time of COVID? Do we close them? If we close them, what happens to our sales force? Um, how are we going to sell in this market? And all of this came down to really having a proper ability to uh, you know, deal with these different scenarios, but not just in silos, but what the collective um, aggregate of all these scenarios is. And that's really what the challenge of the FP&A department was, how to bring all these silos together and all these scenarios together in one collective format and move away from scheduled planning mm -hmm. to a more structured planning. Um, in fact, uh, there was a, um, a stat that we came up with in a survey, which really scared me. We did this survey with FP&A professionals over the last few months, where only 5% uh, of FP&A organizations said that they had the ability to come up with a forecast in less than one day. So can you imagine a C-level executives coming up to a finance department and saying, hey, give us a forecast on what's happening with all this, and them saying, we'll get back to you tomorrow, the next day, or next week? Unacceptable. Interesting. Well, scary reality checks are are very interesting in this time. And Pras, I'm glad we captioned the first part of this interview with the current climate of uncertainty. And planning and uncertainty don't fit well together. You plan so you have less uncertainty. Isn't that, isn't that the whole point of planning? So you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I have another question for you. We've talked about this on this series, Financial Excellence with Game Changers, not too long ago. How does the topic of collaborative enterprise planning help in making finance more functional? And that's an interesting word, but I'm right. curious what your take is. Pras? Sure. So collaborative enterprise planning, just to set a baseline, is really about bringing, breaking down silos across the organization and bringing in all the different plans that exist everywhere together into one plan. I think we often have the uh, insight that, um, or the perception that it's only finance that plans, that finance sits in their uh, offices and they, um, you know, they come up with a sales plan or a sales budget or something to that extent. But best-in-class organizations have the ability to break down those silos and bring in plans from everywhere. If we think about it, marketing, for example, has marketing campaigns. Uh, they plan these campaigns based on different sales motions. But how do they come up with these marketing campaigns? Well, it's based, actually based on a sales forecast, a sales plan. So marketing needs a sales plan to really come up with their campaigns and their forecasts and their agenda for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. But where does sales get their plan? Well, sales gets their plans potentially from a top down, uh, from someone at a senior level that says, hey, you know what, this is our sales target for the year. But that sales target then means that someone in operations and a, plan, and a plant has to come up with a demand plan that helps support the sales plan because you have to be able to produce the goods. And finance is sitting there as a quarterback that brings all these plans together. But it, and especially in today's crisis, it's not just about bringing these plans together um, you know, a day later, two days later, but we're bringing them all together immediately and having insights into everybody else's plans. So then you can actually tell the CFO, this is a cash flow required, this is where we're going, and really having the best gauge on your overall enterprise. 
fascinating prize. I have never heard it explained that way before. We've never had the opportunity in all of these years to hear the idea that one part has to have plans, but where did they come from? From another area, another formerly a silo, from another team, from another group. Somebody has to start with a plan or a forecast or something. Thank you for pulling that all together. That was was really interesting. I wish we had time for some of this on Game Changers, but because it's a roundtable, typically, we, we, we want to get as many voices. Thank you for that. I have a question. Who stands to benefit from a strong FP&A team in the organization and why? And, Pras, there might be two parts to your answer. One is in current times of uncertainty, and another could be when things get hopefully back to the new normal, which wouldn't be what I like to call the new abnormal. If right. we get back to a normalcy, a normal way of doing business, who will benefit? So, um a few different groups will benefit. I mean, on a selfish level, of course, the finance department will benefit, primarily because um, as part of that study I referred to, something that came out which was quite alarming was that almost 30 to 40% of finance departments don't think they are strategic within their organization. And part of the reason that they're not strategic is that they don't really, they haven't adopted a concept of collaborative enterprise planning where they're bringing the plans together and giving guidance. A lot of old school and very traditional finance departments, as I mentioned, work in a scheduled manner where they tend to, you know, just deliver on certain dates. But dates are just one a point in time. And we know that the world and the current economic situation is very fluid. So if a finance department is able to forecast immediately, forecast on the fly, forecast, um, you know, unasked where they're being, you know, if you think about a finance department, an FP&A department, just sitting at a, a traditional finance department might sit at the back of the boat, stating the obvious what happened last month, whereas a more modern best in class finance department sits at the front of the boat and is able to give guidance in terms of, hey, if we do X, it results in Y. And we can't you know, continue on this chart or pursue this chart. We've got to pursue a different direction. That means the finance department is stronger. And a strong finance and fp department means that the overall enterprise is stronger because they're able to, again, look ahead instead of looking back. Interesting. In this climate today, Pras, we're seeing businesses, some of them that have the already digital transformation either underway or already behind them. They're doing right. it. They have digitalized that big, long word we love to pronounce. Uh, and they are they have the opportunity for real-time insight, so they can pivot. And we've seen some companies that were in industry A pivot over with agility and fluidity to become part of, of industry or business B to help serve frontline workers in the pandemic. So we've seen companies that were unlikely. There were stories about liquor companies that that were making bourbon uh, and go into becoming manufacturers of hand sanitizer. And we've seen all kinds of companies use their production lines and their intelligence and their smart factories to make something they never started. And think of what that's doing for planning and their numbers. They could be seeing soaring customer numbers and sales during this time when they were able to pivot and later on because they have the creds now of being a company that was able to pivot and do something needed at the time. That that almost gives me chills thinking about it because it's like, oh, well, we're doing something we never thought of yeah. doing, but we're helping for the greater good that we never planned on and think of, of what that would do to finance. Any quick comments on that before I? Yeah, absolutely. that's a great point. I mean, I think about like, on my run, I passed by this distillery where, uh, again, they were making gin and vodka. And as soon as the crisis hit, they shut all that down and they started making hand sanitizer that they were selling to the public. 
just last month, they opened up their distillery again to not just hand sanitizers, but to other uh, beverages and such. And, you know, I think that with all the goodwill they've created, as well as other organizations like them that have moved to making protective equipment for our frontline staff and such, um, you know, it's shown how flexible they are. They've learned a lot about themselves. They've created goodwill in the external community, and they've shown how agile and you know, I'm sure there's a they can be, and I'm sure there's a planning department there that's part of this overall success, uh, not just in terms of their, you know, their capabilities on the production level, but in terms of their mindset about the goodwill they generate in the external world. Yep, and and think of finance saying, well, our prospects look pretty grim for this right. year when everything shut down, and now it's what we've sales yep. are booming, people are coming to us. Uh, that's that's good news. I have one more question for you, Pras. Yep. I, I know your time is valuable. What are some immediate steps that finance departments can take to assist their business partners? Very important. Uh, some immediate steps they can take are, number one, uh, move away from a defeatist mindset. Um, it's not about just business as usual. I mean, I think everybody's learned that things have changed. I mean, everything has changed. We're working from home. We're working with Zoom. We're working with different collaboration tools. Use this time to invest in yourself and change your process because your process has to change. Um, the people that rely on finance and FP&A, they can't expect uh, you to have the same, uh, deliver the same results or new results in, with using the same old tools. So I would say it's time to make a business case in terms of what you can do to move forward and be a next generation company. Because if you're not, you're able to show that, hey, based on what you were giving me and the, hand, the deck of cards I've been playing with, I'm not able to take our company to the next level. I really want those organizations that said that they're in the 30 to 40 percent of not being strategic to really show how strategic you can be based on all the real world examples of organizations that have pivoted on the fly, that have provided guidance, that have moved away, and that have really um, uh, gone away from a defeatist mentality. It's time to be optimistic about what a finance organizations can deliver and take this time to do it. Pras Chatterjee, such a pleasure speaking with you. I'm, Thanks, I've am i never gotten this opportunity to just sit and talk to you and, and pick your brain and find out your, your own thought leadership and your positions on a lot of this. I know our listeners will be very appreciative presenting Pras Chatterjee on financial excellence with Game Changers. We might have to have you back. Pras, any parting words of wisdom? I, I love the optimistic tone and what you were saying. Any words of wisdom for FP&A teams that might be saying, well, our company wasn't out there doing on the front lines and we are shut down and what are we going to do now? Anything to boost their morale? Sure, absolutely, Bonnie. I mean, look, uh, there's so many tools available out there. I mean, uh, with cloud planning tools, organizations can get up and running immediately and on the fly and have machine learning, visualization, real-time analytics to help you be a better finance department, to have an arsenal in your you know, holster to help you you know, deliver better results. And I think, you know, it's not all is not lost. If you're willing to get out of that defeatist mentality, it's like you said, Bonnie, from pessimism, there's a lot of optimism available if you're only willing to grasp at that. Pras strategy. it's been a real pleasure and a privilege. Thank you so much. Let's wave goodbye. I'm going to say Bonnie D. Graham signing okay. off for Financial Excellence with Game Changers Radio. Shout out to Pras, Chris Grundy, who is a sponsor of the series. Birgit Starman's also a sponsor of the series. Pras, you could wave goodbye. Bye, Bonnie. Thanks Talk so to much. You soon. Bye yeah, bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Financial Excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP, helping you to operate profitably and adapt continuously. 
To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to hashtag SAPRADIO and join host Bonnie D. Graham on the Business Channel, wishing you a game-changing week.